Welcome to the Coaching Doc Podcast, hosted by Coach Chris Cutcliffe and Dr. Hunter Taylor. Our mission is to bring you insight from the best of the best in the coaching profession. Hey, if you'd like to learn more about the work we do at Coaching Doc, please please visit our website, www.coachingdoc.com. Our next guest is Coach Matt Luke. Coach Luke is a retired football coach who served most recently as the associate head coach of the national champion Georgia Bulldogs. Before going to Georgia, Coach Luke served as the head football coach of his alma mater, Ole Miss. A former captain during his playing days and one of the most trusted voices in college football, Coach Luke easily fits the bill as one of the best teammates in sports, and we're eager to learn from him. Hey, Coach Luke, thanks a bunch for spending time with us tonight. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. Hey, appreciate y'all having me on. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, I got to lead off with this question first just because I think there'll be so much human interest in it. But like, what have you been up to since you, <laughs> since you got out? What is, what is your life like now? Well, uh, last Thursday, I just had knee surgery. So that's not too glamorous. Uh, I had to do my, my meniscus repaired. Uh, that's because I was not very smart and playing pickup basketball. So uh, I, my basketball days are officially over. Uh, but no, I'm just being a, being a dad, a lot of baseball, uh, and uh, just re- really enjoying time with the kids. Um, I don't know if making up for lost time is the right way to put it, but uh, just being a dad, you know, taking them to school, um, going to the weight uh, practices, going to the teacher, you know, the parent teacher meetings, Classic. Uh, you know, picking, you know, picking up the, you know, the kids after school, taking them to go, uh, taking them to go hit, you know, taking them to football practice, uh, j- just, um, you know, be- being a dad, helping them with the homework, um, you know, being involved with their small groups and their FCA and, uh, just, um, just being there. And, um, and, uh, so I really, really have enjoyed. It's been a different year, but it's been a year that I really have enjoyed. So the, the part two of that question, that I think so many people are curious about is, so do you miss it? You know, you do something uh, for so long. Oh, absolutely. You miss it. You know, when you, when you do it that long, there's going to be always positives and negatives of any, any decision you make. Um, but I do think um, the positives outweigh the negatives. Um, you know, when you sit there and you're watching a national championship game on, t- on TV and you're like, man, you know, but uh, but you you also know all the work it took to get there and all the things that it takes, yeah. um, you know, to, to, to be successful in this in this profession. So uh, but but absolutely, you you miss some some parts of it for sure. So, Coach Luke, I'm, I've known you a long time, and and you are definitely an, an offensive lineman at heart. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. And that's a you know I, I think I don't think there's any group in sports that are as tightly connected as a good offensive line. So, would you talk a little bit about your perspective as a player when you were an offensive lineman about that unity, and then uh, maybe as a coach, how do you create that feeling of unity in a group? Well, I, you know, I think um, I think linemen are inherently pleasers. They want that you know they want to make um, everybody uh, better. Like they 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 want to be they want to please the head coach. They want to please the offensive coordinator. They want they want the running back to do well. They want the quarterback not to get sacked. They're just very they're very much uh, people that want to make people around them better. And to me, that's what uh, great players do is they make people around them better. And, um, you know, O-line, we try to make up stats like, you know, pancakes or whatever. You know, we try, we try to make up stats. We really don't have any stats. Uh, you know, kind of our stat is the scoreboard. And, um, but, the, you know, 
all the the teams I've ever been on have been really good. The O line has been the uh, kind of the blueprint or the DNA of that team. And I remember uh, very vividly the national championship, the fourth quarter of the Alabama game versus Georgia. Uh, I could see our kind of our mentality start coming to life in the fourth quarter and kind of start taking the game over. And that, that that's a very proud moment, um, you know, as a coach when the O-line starts starts playing that way. They start pushing the pile. They start, in for, you know, imposing their will because, you know, um, you know, the running backs getting the touchdowns or the yards or the quarterbacks throwing for the touchdowns. But um, you're really, really pleased that the, the guys that are unselfish and have put in a lot of work kind of, uh, you know, imposing their will a little bit. So I think the one thing that we had talked about earlier of why we wanted to have you on so much is like in a pretty short amount of time, like you're, I mean, you're a young guy still, uh, the swings in life, you've experienced so many different things. Right. And so like when you're talking about whether it's as a player, like I remember reading about like that you were a walk on first and then you emerge at the end, you're a captain or, or right. then like, uh, you know, being an assistant coach and, and going to different places, then you get to be the head coach of your alma mater uh, at a rel- at a young age, and yeah. then and then doesn't end the way you maybe want it to. But then you go to a place and you win a national championship. Uh, like you've done a lot and seen a lot, and I'd say like you've been on display in a lot of different phases of life, if you will. When you're talking about influence and being an excellent teammate or a leader or whatever. What do players, coaches, just people in general need to understand about, you know, this thing called life and all the different things that we go through, how people are always watching you? Yeah, well, it's interesting that you mentioned two words that are um, very important to me. But you said leader, you mentioned the term leadership, but you also mentioned the term influence. And for a lot of my career, I didn't really understand how those two worked, like in my mind, leadership automatically meant good. Like if you're a leader, it was good. But the more I was around different people and different teams, the more I realized all leadership is influence. It's, it's influence. Like if you have influence over somebody else, you're a leader. And it doesn't have to be good. Like you could have bad leaders just like you could have good leaders. And uh, But if you have influence over other people, you're a leader whether you want to be or not. And so I think, um, you know, when you're trying to run an organization, it's very important, very important to find out the people that have influence because they're your leaders. And and I think that I think that's very, very important to remember that, that all leadership is, is influence. And uh, and I think the bigger platform that you have, um, the more influence you're going to have and the more people you're going to have the chance to affect. No doubt. So we kind of asked you about yourself and your path and your journey, but let's, you know, about maybe talk about some other people that you've been around. So thinking about some of the best teammates that you've ever had, okay, what qualities come to mind in those people that you would say are the best teammates you've had and been around? Um, I, the best, you know, the best teammates I've ever been around are people that, um, they inspire you with their actions. Like you, you can tell with the way they look or the way they carry themselves that they're going to get that they're going to get their job done. They, 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 um, they make people around them better with the way they carry themselves. They don't make excuses. They don't complain. They, they come with the right mindset and 
they're not a, they're not scared to hold people accountable and tell people the truth. Like the best teammates I've ever had tell me the truth. Like because everybody acts like they you know they just want to be told what they want to hear, but really they want somebody to tell them the truth. Um, and you know, be honest with you that that's what that was the difference in me being a going from being a, a good recruiter to a great recruiter is starting to tell people the truth. Hey, th- hey you're not really good right now. Like you, you got to get better at this. And I think, I think that's very important. I think great teammates uh, are scared to, uh, to hold people accountable and, and they're, they're more about doing than they are talking. Like there's a lot of people that talk about it, but the guys that show up every day and put the work in, um, and, and I do think there has to be some talent there. It just can't be, you know, just a guy coming in and working hard. But when, the, when your great players start doing that, um, I think when they talk, people listen. And, but, I, but I think it's the way they carry themselves. It's the way they go about their business. And, um, and, and I, really, I really feel like it's the people that um, will tell you the truth, uh, even when you don't want to hear it, uh, which is not easy. That, that's very, very difficult, especially for a young, a young player. But when people do that, um, I think that's really, really special. Man, no doubt, no doubt. All right, so I, I do feel like I need to ask you about your one of your iconic lines um, that we've actually talked about, I think, with our, our football team in the past is you don't have to be blood to be family. It just has to be real. Can you talk about what that means? Yeah, you know, football is so unique in the fact that all these different people come together from different places, different backgrounds, different cultures, and maybe football more so than any other sport because you have so many guys coming from so many different places. And and to me, it's not really about what you say. It's about where it comes from. Like, like what what are you really meaning? What what you like just to take one of your dad's lines, you know, say what you mean and mean what you say. It's gotta be real. Like I just like it, this all stemmed from social media because I'm not a huge social media guy. I think there's a lot of fake <laughs> out there. I really there's just people that put stuff out there and it's just not real. There's just a lot of fake. And to me, one of the biggest um, compliments you could pay anybody is that somebody is real. They're authentic. They're a real person. They're not fake. They're not a self-promoter. They're not pushing themselves just to get um, follows or likes or tweets or uh, praying hands, emoji, uh, waiting on my moment, blessed. Like all that stuff, Just I just think there's a lot of fake in that. And I, I want um, – and to me, a real family, like you don't have to be blood to be family. If there's some real, if there's a real relationship, um, then to me, that that is family. All right, I'm actually going to ask two questions because one popped in my head. I really want to ask you. Uh, the first one is something that Chris and I have talked about before, uh, and you mentioned this already. Uh, we talk about with this guy is kind of like the highest form of love a great teammate can offer is accountability. Like, like to be honest with somebody, like means that you it's you truly care about them, right? Right. And so, but like, can you give us like some specifics of like how you've seen that lived out? Just because that can be kind of a confusing thing for a seventeen-year-old to like do that in a locker room. That can be confusing for a forty-year-old to do in the office or a sixty-five-year-old. I mean, no, well, it's it's hard for a parent to do with their yeah. child. Um, and and to be honest with you, I think everybody, I think the key is to try to be consistent. 
and to set uh, clear clear goals that are easily judged. Like I think people like leaders can create all these different rules and they're hard there. You just create, create so much. It's hard to, to judge it. But I do think if you're a teammate and you have clear, concise goals to be consistent and like, okay, Hey, that's not, that's not our standard. That's not our expectation. And, and, and again, it's not about dropping F bombs and trying to cuss somebody out. That's not leadership. Um, you know, and I think also being a good leader is knowing who you're speaking to. Like I have two boys, they're totally different and I have to treat them that way. And to me, being a parent is very, uh, it's just like being a leader. Like I can't, I can't parent them the exact same way. I have to treat them a little bit differently. So I, I do think that's very, very important, but I think consistency is the tough part because the, the, the remember the easy thing to do is nothing like I think players think coaches want to be upset all the time. Well, no, they don't. Like coaches, like the easy thing to do is nothing. Somebody that cares about you is going to take the time out to go out and and say something. So to me, that that's the most important thing is not getting lazy and not letting this slide or that slide because it all everything matters. And to, to hold people accountable and to be consistent to me is the biggest challenge. All right. So here's my other question I wanted to ask. And I, I read the athletic article that came out about you this past year, uh, just about, uh, you know, you, like you, you didn't have to check your phone for the first time in forever and you're at your right. kids, things, things like that. So here's a question I've got is, uh, is I imagine you're super reflective the past year, past two years, especially. Um, how would you think in any environment, whether it's a school district, a business, a college football program, what do you think is like, what do you think needs to be in place that's conducive to promoting like long-term careers? So like to, you know, like the, we had the great resignation the past couple of years where people change careers more than ever before, or you're looking around and like, I know there's a lot of statistics in like high school coaching right now. There's kind of a bubble, right. Of, of we're getting ready to lose a big portion of the population and coaching uh, like you're not seeing the lifer, like the 40 year, the 50 year coach anymore. Yeah. What do you think? Like if you're, if you're running something, what do you think is conducive to this person can do this for 30, 35 years? Um, you know what? I, I think, I think it's relationships. I think uh, being, um, having people that are like-minded around each other, is very, very important. Uh, people that, that have the same moral compass that you have, uh, people that um, are, are like you, like, like right now in, in, uh, with me being retired, it's very important that I'm around, I have a great small group, that I have a great church group, that I'm around like-minded people um, um, that, that help with my purpose and help me with what I'm doing. And I think the more you surround yourself with people that are like, like that, the better chance you have of sustaining a long-term uh, career or relationship or, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for business, uh, the more that you can create that. And obviously that's through recruiting or hiring or however you want to do that. But to me, when you have that, then you have the chance to have some long-term stability. Good stuff. All right, coach, this has been great. Um, we're going to finish with something we kind of like to do like a rapid fire closing round. Okay. 
So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and you say quick answers. First thing that comes to mind. All right. All right. Four four quick questions. Okay, here we go. Question one, favorite restaurant in Oxford? Oxford Grill House. That's a good answer. Good answer. All right. Two, toughest stadium you've ever coached in or played in as a visitor? Tiger Stadium at night. Favorite NFL player of all time? That's a tough one. Uh, (laughs) BK Metcalf. There you go. Oxford High School. Uh, All right, last one. One word to describe the ultimate teammate. Loyal. Good stuff. Man, Coach, thank you so much. Um, Appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thank you so much for listening to the Coaching Doc Podcast. We know there are a lot of podcasts out there, so we're grateful that you chose us. If you'd like to learn more about the work that we do, please visit our website, www.coachingdoc.com.